Welcome to the Rebel Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Leona Burton. In a world where conformity often reigns supreme, I'm here to spotlight the rebels, the mavericks, and the trailblazers who are changing the game. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Peaks Private Members Club, where exclusivity meets innovation. Join me as we dive into the untamed world of influencers who dare to defy the norm. Get ready to be inspired, challenged and captivated as we explore the stories and insights of those who are rewriting the rules. Let's unleash the rebel in you. Hello and welcome to the Rebel Influence podcast with me, Leona Burton. And today I am joined by an incredible, rather sweary, I mean, she swears more than I do, which is like kudos to her, fabulous, energetic ball of fire. That's the only way I can describe you, Nikki. You are are all levels of extra and I am living for your extra. Amazing. Thank you. How did you find your extra? Because I'm sure, like, or maybe you have, but lots of people don't find their extra until later on in life. Define extra. I mean, your energy, like your confidence, your je ne sais quoi, your, like, here I am, here's my fire, I'm bringing my energy to the table, whether you effing like it or not. Oh, I think I just started stopped giving a shit a few years ago. And then the more I stopped giving a shit and started being myself and talking from my heart, the more people I started to connect to. And I was like, oh, people get this. And it was just very raw and very real and very gritty. And then I started to attract more people in. And then, yeah. And then I got back in the cupboard again because I thought, oh, my God, I'm not doing what everyone else is doing and I should be. (laughs) And then I've just got out again now and, and honestly I've just I'm having so much fun. All the stuff that lights me up is what I'm following. And I think because I've done a lot of inner work over the last few years and now I'm focusing a lot on human design, that's showing me who I am on like a blueprint as well. So I'm just honoring my energy, listening to how I'm feeling when I'm making decisions. And um yeah, just noticing what lights me up and what doesn't. And I've create, I've managed to create, and I feel so fucking lucky every day. Um, like my dream, almost my dream life, I'm not there yet, but it's so much better than what it was. Like I can, I work my own hours and self-employed, and do do what I want to do. I don't have to answer to anyone anymore, and that's the that's the freedom, isn't it? And then knowing your purpose and just remembering why you're doing what you're doing. Absolutely. So, what was life? pre this Nikki like what was life pre this level of freedom oh god all different layers of shite really um should have started at the beginning let's (laughs) let's dig right in dig right in so um when I was born my mum was a single parent and I lived with my nan and my nan was a raging narcissist I didn't know that word existed till I was 38 and then I was like you're one and you were one and I could see my whole life so she was a bit of a bully in the house. Um, if everyone, she wasn't happy unless everyone else was unhappy. So we all walked on eggshells around her. So I was born like a, a tiny little people pleaser. By the time I got to school when I was four, the bullies were like, oh, she's a, she's a bit weak. <laughs> so targeted me through the whole of primary school. I was bullied. This isn't a sob story, by the way, it gets better. Um, and then when I was 19, I met my first husband who was a narcissist, love bombed me to death, told me it was the best thing ever, bought me everything, and then put me in a box and just kept me to one side. But 
while I was with him, I discovered um, drinking drugs, which helped me to numb out what was going on. Um, he distanced me from my friends, sort of made up stories about them, really. And then my mum didn't like my mum, didn't like anyone in my family. So just sort of took me away from everybody. Um, so all this time, I'm sort of self-medicating to get through all the shit and what comes up must go down so I was on antidepressants I was on beta blockers because my anxiety and my depression were just through the roof um when I was 25 I escaped and met my husband now we've been together 18 years this year um, and he's just my best friend but I was still a people pleaser when I met him um and during the time I was with my first husband I was told I couldn't have children so we, we tried a few times I had a couple of operations to see what was going on and got twisted tubes. So we were about to get given this miracle drug that was going to help us have babies. And he was like, you fucking take that and I'll leave you. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was that, completely controlled. Anyway, escaped, met Mikey, um, and then just carried on with like that sort of lifestyle because I didn't know any better. And then was still a people pleaser. Um just in the party lifestyle, just that that's all I knew really. But that's that was hiding a lot of things that I hadn't even thought were wrong. I just thought that was life. Um had my first child at 28. I didn't think that was even possible. So that wow. just blew me away. But that wasn't a very positive experience, unfortunately, because of all different things. Mainly um Mikey had already had a son who was three, and when he'd had his first child, his ex um wasn't very supportive and they had a bit of a turbulent relationship so another baby felt like a bit of a um bit of a pressure and I think it brought up a lot of stuff for him as well so I was my mum had just moved away to live abroad and um and I was sort of on my own it was very, really really lonely like I thought it was everything that I'd ever wanted and it was but I was just so alone I was so depressed um still had anxiety and then Four years later, Daisy came along, and that was very, very different. My mum would come back home um, when Mikey found out I was having a little girl, and he'd changed, and we'd changed, and we'd grown together. I'm just taking out all the all the bits. Um, and when Daisy was born, I can remember looking at her and thinking, I don't want what happened to me to ever happen to you. And I don't know if it was because she was a little girl, mm -hmm. but something just shifted in me. Um, so I started to try and take care of myself more. I found Reiki, I found yoga, I started doing meditation. Um, I left my job, I'd been in a, working in a bank for 15 years. So just shouting about someone else's stuff. And it, I, I liked it at first. Um, and then it was just mind-numbingly boring. I couldn't, I used to, I had that Sunday night fear where you'd go to bed with that heaviness in your belly. Um, and then, I can't ever imagine you working in a bank. I just yeah. can't because I don't think of people that work in banks as like, yes, here I am living my best life. <laughs> Although, you know, disclaimer, there probably are. But I, I can't imagine how you felt in that everyday mundane, like same, 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 same. Because your energy is everything other than so when you were working in the bank and you were dreading going to work what was in your mind like I need more I want more I've got to do more I've got to have more what what was going on for you well I'd started um I'd started doing Reiki and yoga and loving all those things so I was talking to the 
people coming in the bank for a loan about like, oh my God, have you ever had Reiki? <laughs> you're like, no. So I get loads of clients <laughs> from just chatting to people about it. And then that was when I sort of woke up and I couldn't, I couldn't do what I was doing anymore. I didn't agree with it. It didn't make any sense. The stuff they were making us do was just fucking boring and to me really frustrated the life out of me because I, I didn't enjoy it. So um yeah, I was like, I can't stay here, I can't stay here. And then I got voluntary redundancy, which gave me a nice little chunk. It wasn't very much, it was about nine grand, but that helped me to set up or make like a little yoga studio and a little Reiki room in my house. So we did that. Um and then my biological dad got really sick very, very quickly and passed away. And you know, when you go, what the fuck, how the fuck has that just happened? Like, it was he'd gone from being really, really healthy, he was a musician, he was the life and soul, to this little skinny, bald man, because all his hair had fall out in this hospital bed. Um, and he had like an autoimmune disease that just took him really, really quickly. So he passed away and that woke me up. So I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it now. I've got like fucking Ellie was 57. There was you know, nothing to lose. And I can remember saying to me, Mom, don't you be fucking going anywhere? Because I, I was close to him, but I didn't think I'd be as upset as I was because I'd never lost a parent. But it's like this weird cord gets cut from you and you feel like you're a little bit alone, like you've lost part of your, I don't know, I can't explain it. I just felt really like um, woken up, basically. And then six months later, my mum uh, was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. And I was like, are you having a fucking laugh? I was like talking to God going, what? I don't even believe in God. But I was like, whoever's up there, you're having a fucking giraffe. So 12 months later, my mum had, had gone. She had um, yeah, terminal lung cancer. And watching her go through that and, and her... Um, sorry, I couldn't get upset. She, she was just so upset because she didn't get to do the things she wanted to do. Mm. She wanted to go to the Maldives and she wanted to watch Daisy grow up. And she wanted, you know, like her and Daisy were like best friends. She used to call her Nana's Bab because she just was like stuck to her. She was there when she was born. Mikey didn't make it back from a football match in London. So my mum cut the cord and they've got, they had this beautiful bond. And um, my mum was like my best friend. Um, yeah. And then I can remember looking at her going, fucking hell, how has that happened? And just thinking, that's it now. It was like someone had shoved a rocket up my arse and I was like, I've got no one to go to now if anything gets hard. Like she was my rock. She sorted everything out for me. And I'm like head of the female lineage in my family now. I'm the oldest bloodline female. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I'm going to have to do it. And I thought I'm the only one that can make changes in my life. And it was like in that moment. And then from then, like the march after that, Oh, a year, no, a year later, lockdown happened. And um, I'd, I had a little yoga studio and I was doing Reiki sessions and all meditation classes and everything like that. And then lockdown happened um, and I moved online. I did a course called Monetizing Scale and it was about how to run an online course and um, changed my life. And the first course I did was, I was like, what do I love? What could I talk about all day? And I was like, chakras. So it was talked about energy, did a course on it. I had 26 people at £66 each, and I'm shit at maths, but I made about two and a half grand. <laughs> and I was like, this is, oh my God, it gets to be this easy. And I loved every second of it. And then from then, my business just grew. I went from earning something like 10 grand to 25 grand to 56 grand to 120 grand. 
and it's just gone. It's just grown and grown, but just by following what lights me up. And I've made some expensive mistakes. I've been lured in by people who went off, and I don't really like this word, authentic, and didn't have integrity, uh, like they said they did. But I've learned some of the best lessons from them, like how I would never treat anyone or how I never make anyone. You know what? I think that happens to the best of us, though, doesn't it? It's like business and life is all a series of lessons. And we can allow them to sink us or we can allow ourselves to to be taught by those things. And it's like, okay, this was hard. Like, this didn't feel good at any way, shape or form. And it might have been expensive, whether it's expensive in time, energy, financially. But actually, if I look at my own experience, I think they've been some of the biggest things that have helped propel me, actually. (laughs) Like, okay, this is really shit. Like, how am I going to get myself out of this one? So, yeah, I mean you know, the whole authentic thing online is very, is is a weird thing. Like, you know, we have to proclaim that we're authentic in order to be seen as authentic. But, you know, the more you shout out about being authentic, the less authentic people, I mean, like, (laughs) can we not just be ourselves? Yeah, it is hard. And I think, you know what, sometimes people, they look at people like you and I on the internet and they, they see the success and they see, you know, your Mexico retreat. Woohoo, amazing. What they don't see is Nikki running around like I had this chicken or, you know, the cost, the financial implications of that or the time away from your family and all the things that it actually takes in order to grow a business. They just see like a 2% of reality for for that person. And I think that's why these conversations are really important because the reality is, is it's hard. Yeah. I mean, you've talked about following your heart and following your gut and following your, you know, your passion and your desire, but it's still hard. I mean, you know, the late nights and the early mornings and the decision making that you have to do and trying to navigate all of those, they're still hard. And then, you know, you've lost two parents. That must be exceptionally hard. Yeah, but it's woke me up. Do you know what? I I say this all the time and I mean it with complete love, but if my mum was still here, I don't think I'd be doing what I was doing. So she had to go for this for, for this to happen to me because I've been able to connect to so many more people because of what I've experienced because she's not here and because of what I went through and because I chose to I chose to let grief in and just let it you know be sad and let it happen when it happens and it's still it's still there. I think you carry grief around with you forever and some days it's big and some days it's small and some days I wake up and it's sitting on my chest and I have to move all my clients because I'm so sad and I can't do anything and I have to hold myself through that. But I walk me talk so I'll help other people do the same and it's like it's okay if you're not okay one day. You know, we're not supposed to be up here all the time feeling sparkly and amazing and and that, you know, I am high energy but I talk about feeling shit as well because it's very normal. We're, we're human beings. It is. It is very normal, and I think there's this expectation when you are <clears throat> when you are naturally a sparkly person, an energetic, high energy, and you you love to do all the things that you you are immune to feeling anything other than that. Yeah. And that is exceptionally hard, and I think that weight is actually something that's very heavy. As somebody who's a as a, a you know a, is influential, right? that that weight off that that expectation that you are this subhuman 
actually that's really really heavy and like some days i'm like i i just i, I just want to be a human that nobody knows that nobody knows me. i mean like even my kids I, I just want five minutes to myself and and then the added pressure of leading a community and all your clients and all of the things you've got to do that that shit's hard but people don't talk about that because they idolize this <clears throat> idea of success and don't get me wrong it's fucking awesome but it's also really fucking hard. And yeah. so you do have those two extremes. But majority, 98% of people don't talk about those extremes because it doesn't sell as well, right? So it's all like, I tell you what, give me 10 grand, I'm going to tell you how really fucking hard it is. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, and good luck with trying to win at life. Um, That's yeah. it though, isn't it? It's the thing, this is the things that people don't talk about. And this is what I talk about in my courses with people. Cause I'm like, right, I'm going to teach you how to open a business. But first I'm going to show you all the shit that's holding you back because there's no point in teaching you how to do this bit. If you're just going to go and get in the cupboard when I've told you what to do or showing you how to do it, you know, because being seen for yourself is the hardest thing ever. And you've got to stand in that and own your own shit and just show up as you and, be, be okay but we're so conditioned to think a certain way and do a certain thing and that it's not okay and that it has to be hard and, and it is hard but it also gets to be yes it doesn't have to be hard all the time either and so that's the thing is like there is there are those times when it is exceptionally hard but there, there are those times where it's exceptionally easy but all the work that we've done up until that point of it being easy has not been easy right so it's it's a really weird like seesaw of like emotions of like how am I supposed to feel about this like that was really easy but then tomorrow is going to be really hard and I know it is and like this whole entrepreneurial roller coaster with the added stress of all of the eyes looking at you right waiting some of them are waiting for you to fall because they really want you to fall and some of them are just nosy and some of them are admiring you and actually you don't know who's who because (laughs) it puts on a facade so you're like fuck this is really in my life has become really insular even though people know who I am right and that's also a mind that's like a mind game yeah yeah like what you just was it I can't remember if it was before we started recording or what but you were like some days you just want to walk around as if no one knows yet and just hide one of the most I mean it was amazing and I wanted to put my head in my jumper at the same time but we'd got me and Daisy had gone to the local Asda and I saw someone and it was just after my book came out and um, she ran over to him and went oh my god oh my god your book got to number one oh my god oh my god and Daisy was like walking like that like I was famous and she was like oh my god you're famous this woman was saying to me you're so famous oh do you know she's famous do you know she's written a book and you're like oh. <laughs> you want that <laughs> it is weird it is it is it is weird and I think there's that like oh god people now I feel like there's an expectation of me yeah I wanted that, to um, I wanted to just do that yeah I put my head in my top but Daisy was like Daisy thought it was the best thing ever really I just I'm just like when people approach me and they're like in fact, my husband's like, I literally cannot take you anywhere. There hasn't been a country that I've been so far where somebody's not gone, you're that woman off that thing. Or, you know, he's just like, oh, my God. He's, he's the most private person ever. Yeah. He's like, literally doesn't even have a Facebook. He's just like, oh, my God, I cannot take you. But it's amazing. And it's it's amazing that you've impacted that many people. But it's also like, where's my privacy gone? Like, I now can't go to Tesco in my PJs or my slippers <laughs> or whatever I want to do 
because people are going to see the fact I don't have a bra on and they're going to talk about oh. it. And it's just like, you know, that stuff is really real and nobody really talks about that pressure that comes along with those things. So there are lots of people that are going to be listening to this that are dealing with their own stuff, whatever that stuff looks like. And a lot of the time when you're in the depth of dealing with stuff, you can't see the wood for the trees. Like it's foggy, it's hazy, it feels all consuming. And you're looking at everybody else around you and thinking, well, they've got it better, that it's easier for them, they're this, they're that, that. Where's the best place to start? Oh, so this is probably not the right thing to say, but having a little bit of a digital detox so that you just go inwards and find yourself. So stop scrolling stop reading everything, stop watching the news, just stop comparing yourself to to anyone and just start going inwards. And it's the hardest thing to do because when you're looking around and thinking, I should do that, I should do that, I should do that, because you don't know yourself. Self-awareness is everything. And when you can find out what you love and what lights you up, then everything in your whole world will change. But it's just, a, it can be quite an uncomfortable, slow process because you don't trust yourself. To make a decision, because normally we've we've asked other people what they think, and sometimes when we ask people what they think, when we're excited about doing something, and we're like, "Oh my god, I'm going to do this thing," and they go, "Oh, oh yeah," and you go, "Oh, well, it was," and they've just like pissed all over your bonfire, but they no. don't mean to. So no, it's noticing who's who's pissing on your bonfire, who are the mood hoovers, who's sucking all your energy, and maybe just creating a bit of space for yourself to try new things. And, and listen to how you feel and don't second guess it. If it feels, you know, if it feels good, do it and you can't get it wrong. If it feels right, that's what I always think. Get out of your head. Notice what your body's saying. What does your gut say? Like that inner knowing, you know, when you just get that feeling and you go, that oh, intuition. Yes. Like, I think with women, we bury that intuition so much. Like we, we know, we do. But for whatever reason, we choose not to listen to our own selves. And therefore, we <clears throat> spend far too long looking for validation and, you know, permission from everybody else around us. When actually, we, we, 98% of the time, we, we know what we should be doing. So that is perfect advice. Because I always say to people, just stop. Like, just literally down tools and take yourself off. And literally stop listening to all the waffle that's going on around you because that waffle is very, very real. So, Nikki, you you started, you know, you moved away from banking, you became more successful, you were teaching yoga, you were doing Reiki. How did you get to the point where you are today? How did that develop? Just by, oh, God. It, so it started with the online courses about the things that I loved. Mm -hmm. So it was like, what do I love? So it's like I loved energy and the chakras so we did a course on that I loved like the moon and um the law of attraction so we just started doing little courses on that and then everything came together um and I, I wrote I wrote a book and all the things the first five courses that I'd done became the pillars of my um sort of self-awareness so how I woke up or how I became self-aware and it was like a step-by-step -step guide of how to how to hear the messages that your body's giving you and then how to hear what your inner bitch is saying and how to silence her and like look at why you're scared and where that comes from so you can have more boundaries with people and then feeling into like the magic bringing in the moon and all things like that 
And then I started realizing that I was my business was growing and I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing. So I started looking for some business mentors to work with and learning about how to launch a different way and how to create structure and have the foundations of my business and just really anything that I felt like was going to help me, I invested in. So although I've had a high turnover my profit hasn't been very high because I've put everything back into my business and this is another thing that and I, and I talk about it because I want people to know it's possible but the reality is out of the 120,000 I made last year about 25 of it was mine because I invested it all back in and it's uh, no, but I mean, nobody talks about this. It's just like, you know, I did a seven figure launch. Okay, great. How much did it cost you to make seven figures? Well, it cost me 300 grand on ads, and it cost me 400 grand on affiliates, and it cost me, you know, 100 grand for a private jet. Okay, yeah, you made, you know, and, and I actually like kudos to everybody because money's money at the end of the day. But it's like, you know what, be honest about those things because it is expensive to run a business. And it is, and, you know, it takes lots of moving parts. And there's lots of learning and adapting and evolving and that and all of the things yeah. that nobody talks about because it's like a hidden secret. Just so the shiny. And you're like, no. Yeah. Because it sounds more attractive that you earn 120 grand than 25. But that's the reality of 98% of businesses is their turnover it can be high but actually the profit is, is small and that's okay do you know what you run a business and you do it well and you're learning and you're growing and you're evolving and one of my mentors told me a story and basically he worked with I won't say which company just in case I get him in trouble but let's think about one of the largest companies in the world that's very tiny that that is very shiny and innovative right and up until about six years ago they didn't know how they were going to pay their payroll every single month and i'm like really and he's like yes even though they got billions in turnover they got billions of expenses right so it's like you know this big shiny company that everyone is aspiring to have in their handbag actually you know that the reality is they're still struggling to pay their bills also so you know we, we need to be hearing those things so that we normalize that. Because yep. otherwise, all that happens is you start to build the success and you're like, why am I, why are there not fireworks when I hit six figures? Yeah. Why do I not feel like a goddess? Why is somebody not fanning me every morning because I've made, you know, 250 grand this year? <laughs> well, girlfriend, you got to pay for that. Oh, shit, nobody told me about that. Oh, and you got to pay Zoom and Stripe and fees and this and zero and that. Oh, God, yeah, I mean, that's all expenses. So it's those things. It's like... It's all your hidden costs that nobody talks about. So yes, it's an important conversation. So this podcast is all about people that are rebellious, right? But rebellious in the right way. I'm not just talking like, let's just rebel for the sake of rebelling. But people that are rebelling against the norm, they're rebelling against, you know, the the, the powers that be, the, the ones that have been put in a box and told that they shouldn't and they couldn't and they wouldn't. There are lots of people out there that are dampening and... Um, squashing down their inner rebel right they're keeping themselves small because society people their partner you know their past trauma all of the things have told them that that's how they should be what would you say to those people start start taking little steps towards creating a bit of freedom for yourself and boundaries are the hardest thing to put in place 
because the people who are telling you now are normally telling you no because you're doing something for them. So when you say, actually, I don't want to do that thing anymore because I want to do this thing, they're very, very likely to get pissed off. So knowing that it's sometimes not your shit, it's their shit, and that you are allowed to do whatever you want to do. One of the best things, one of the best moments of my entire life was when I was about to sign up with this business coach and she was absolutely beautiful. And we were talking about what I wanted and I've just started out and I was like, I think I want to be a coach and I think I want to do this and I think, and then I was going, but I can't because of this and I can't because of that. And she went, Nick, she went, you don't need permission. It was like shackles fall off me wrists and little butterflies floating off into the sky. She set me free because I thought I had to ask permission. But actually, there's no rules. Like, we get to choose. All right, we've got to be responsible because we've normally got little people and bills to pay. And I'm not talking about just fucking it all off, but I'm talking about why can't you? Who told you you couldn't? Why did they tell you you couldn't? So start looking at the reasons behind the fears that are holding you back or the triggers that are holding you back when we can start facing our fears or putting boundaries in place with people that are trying to keep us small that's when we start to get step into our power yeah and I think people try and keep it small because of their own shit it's a them problem yeah and actually like you know have I been there in the past probably in my in my past life have I have I wanted not have I wanted my peers because it's not been like that but have I looked at other people and gone oh like how dare she be successful and I'm not how dare they be doing xyz and I'm not and when I started to work on myself then I became everyone's biggest cheerleader I was like actually I realized that I can cheerlead you it's not going to take away from my success yeah that's good energy and good energy always comes back right it's unhappy people unhappy people are those people and I think it is it's all about working on us consistently and making sure that we have we have that connection with ourselves consistently so Nikki you you wrote a book tell us a little bit about your book I've read your book and it's amazing but tell everybody that's listening (laughs) um it's called the feminine energy guide and it's my my story so it's all the shitty gritty bits that I started talking about at the beginning and then it's the it's got five pillars in which I was just saying about how it worked for me. So Reiki found me first, which was all about energy and understanding my energy helped me to wake up and feel connected, but also see why other people might not be sparkly and happy because they'd had shit times and things were going on with them. So I became a Reiki master and started teaching people to help other people as well. And then once I'd started listening to my body my mind was so loud and I realized I had like the biggest inner bitch the way I spoke to myself was disgraceful I would never have spoke to anybody else like that um so we started looking at why and like the four main culprits for me were fear comparisonitis boundaries and I fucking forgot the other one <laughs> forgot it there's four what is it oh limiting beliefs the reasons why we think we can't because and our subconscious mind is formed by the age of seven years old. So all the shit that's happened to us up to the age of seven, that little version of us who's scared or bullied or whatever's happened is driving our bus as an adult, like still scared of the same thing. So unpicking that changed everything. And then energy. So looking at how you can bring the magic of the moon 
using it as a self-development tool. So looking at what do I want? What don't I want? What's shit? And what do I need to let go of? And forgiveness and all things like that. But making a plan, taking steps to make it happen using the law of attraction, which is the next pillar. So bringing those two together would just absolute magic so when you focus on something and you write it down it becomes a goal and it's nothing more exciting for me than trying to hit something I love a target so like trying you know trying to hit it and if I don't then there's always a reason why I haven't um but yeah so using things like the law of attraction to change your vibration so practicing gratitude um affirmations they always sound a bit wanky don't they but affirmations in a way that feel right for you because if you're saying something that's not aligned or doesn't feel right for you, it, it won't it won't have any effect. So my favorite ones are I am enough, I am worthy, I am loved, and I'm abundant. I just love them because they're just all fluffy, warm, lovely. I ones. do I do love them. I've I've always really struggled with affirmations. I like the thought of looking in the mirror and talking to myself does not fill me with any sort of excitement whatsoever. <laughs> so like I do, I have to do like affirmations and in my own way that work for me and I think that's what it is is I think for a period of time the internet became very prescriptive of like this is what you should do and there's no wiggle room and da 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 otherwise you're not going to be successful and actually all of the things you've been talking about there are your own twists that you can fold into those things that can bring you that level of success that you desire in your own way and I think it is taking those shackles off and giving yourself permission to build a business or a life that works for you. My idea of success and your idea of success may be two very different things. And so may be the people that are listening to this and there are gonna be people that are listening to this that are happy working a full-time job and never want to be self-employed. And I don't blame them. Like it, you need to do what works for you around your life and what it is that you desire. And I think we have unfortunately are surrounded by people that are very, dictating in what we should be doing as individuals and actually yeah. those rebels are going mm -hmm. i'm going to build a life on my terms in my way i'm going to i'm going to follow the law but i'm going to do it in my way and and show you that it's possible for other people to be able to do that and i think that's really really important so before you go nikki where can everybody find you um, so the book's on Amazon, The Feminine Energy Guide. I'm on Facebook as Nikki Kinsella and Instagram as Nikki Kinsella as well. Nice and easy. You're going to be seeing lots of Nikki if you are in the MIB international community over the next few months. Nikki, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here today. You are an absolute legend. Big loves to you. That's a wrap on another episode of the Rebel Influence podcast with me, Leona Burton. I hope you've enjoyed this rebellious journey through the world of influencers who've marched to their own beat. Special thanks to our sponsor, Peaks Private Members Club, for their support in bringing these stories to you. If you want to stay connected with the Rebel Influence community, make sure you subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And don't forget to follow me, Leona Burton, on my socials.